When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we're going to solve the longest riddle, the biggest dilemma in all of best ball. And it's bye weeks. Can you possibly have two quarterbacks on the same team with the same bye week? What about multiple running backs, multiple receivers? How many players can you have on the same bye week? We're going to figure that out. I actually don't know if we're going to figure it out, but we'll talk about it for a few minutes. And then of course, we're going to hop into a best ball mania three draft myself Silas Jackson. Let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, Silas, we're here to solve the best ball by week <laughs> problems. This this came about, I'm just letting everybody know, this is just a small bit of an inside joke we've been talking about, but we're in that point of the off season where there's not a goddamn thing to talk about. And so we've been talking a lot about the bye week stuff, right? So we, we have the schedule out obviously we've talked a lot about playoff scheduling we've talked a lot about bye weeks in the spike week discord if you're not signed up for the spike week discord the typical plug go to spikeweek.com go to the header it's a totally 100 free discord and like that's where all this like a lot of the stuff that ends up on these shows is we all talked about it in in the discord and the thing that's been big for the last week has been bye week stuff and so um i do think it's important to, to, to discuss so um, we can talk about it for a minute and then we'll hop into um, a best ball mania three draft for everyone that's here to actually draft and not hear about how many fucking week nine buys you can have on uh, on your team but um, but anyway I, I buried the lead Silas how is how is everything going good 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 and I mean I mean you talked about it like uh, I posted a draft I want to say on Friday and it kind of it kind of like circumferenced the weekend of people like what do you mean you can't have two quarterbacks in the same bye week? And I was like, right. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. who cares if you're giving up? And I, I did some calculations. I was like, you know, wanted to take, uh, I got some average of what it took to advance last week from Hayden or last year from yeah. Hayden. And, you know, they averaged out. Like, if you get an average quarterback score, right? And this is like an average quarterback score. Not saying that it's going to happen. Not saying it's likely, whatever. An average 20-point week, you're giving up. One percent of what you need in total, right? Why the hell do you care? Yeah. <laughs> Why are people like this is terrible? You're gonna die! Like you're you're throwing away money. Like what happens if that team advances? Right? You're yep. different from the rest of the tournament. You're adding yeah, just up- by just by not like just by drafting players that everyone's already drafting. Like we go, we we spend this whole freaking off season talking about like. 
I mean, I literally wrote an article today that was about like, you know, like I'm, I'm we're trying to like redefine the sleeper thing, right? Sleeper yep. term has really kind of been ruined over the last 10 years of fantasy football. The articles that you re- like, if you Google like fantasy football sleepers, it's like a dude going Mark in the 10th round. Yeah. It's like, he's a 10th <laughs> round pick. He's not a fucking sleeper. He like, everybody's drafting him. So uh, trying, but, but trying to like kind of redefine that phrase and it being a little bit around the unique uniqueness idea, right? Like, so I wrote up, um, it's it's free so it, it doesn't really matter but like i wrote up um chris evans and zay jones were two of the guys that that i wrote up that you know they're they're getting drafted in some drafts particularly the uh, like i know a lot of spike weakers are on chris evans but um like zay jones has been like he's one of my highest owned players on DraftKings specifically yep. and it's because he, he doesn't get drafted he's undrafted and then i lay out like in the article here's to why and part of that is uniqueness i'm yep. like I'm I'm stacking that game. I'm stacking that week 17 game to be clear. I'm I'm a kind of in on the Jaguars. They're all so cheap and like he was awesome down the stretch. Like you wanted him on your team if you know like maybe you're in a, a season like a, the main event on FFPC or something. You weren't drafting him, I'm sure, in best ball. But a lot of it is that uniqueness thing. And it's like all you have to do is literally not care about bye weeks. And that's actually probably the easiest way to be unique <laughs> in best ball because everybody cares about bye weeks and, and like, but no one ever thinks about it that way. Right. Yeah. And I mean, even last year, like you had people that were like, you have like four wide receivers on the same bye week Like you're screwed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they, they Pete nicknamed the term like bye week bros. Like people, yes. people freak out if you put something on Twitter with like multiple bye weeks why do people care? Like you're trying to correlate and get through to advance. Right. That's goal one is advance. Goal two is to win the tournament. How do you do right. that? Differentiate, differentiate yourself, provide yourself, give yourself that potential leverage to increase your first place equity. Nobody wants 35 bucks. Everybody wants 2 million. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I love that. That That's one of my favorites too. Like when, when you lay it out like that. And, and so it, it's tough in this space. I do think this conversation is tough in this space because the rebuttal to what you just said and what I'm probably about to say is like, you have to advance to reach the final. And I appreciate that. Like, trust me, I'm not, there's no, there's no pushback from me on that. However, no one can actually define like how much you're hurting your advance rate, which is where this, like where it really starts to become a tricky balancing act. Like if you, if you told me right now, I'm going to advance like 25% less teams because I draft eight quarterbacks on the same buy, right? Like, like, like only four or five of those are going to get through solely based on the math. I would be like, okay, I don't even know if I want to just punt off four or five teams. I don't, I don't know, but like no one can actually ever really like wrap their head around it. And the big thing, um, I think it was yesterday that came up again in the discord where also like, you need to dig in from a micro perspective. And most of the time people are talking about quarterbacks when they're talking about buys, because like people don't seem to get worked up about the tight end thing because everybody can rationalize it. Probably rightfully so Absolutely. saying like, it's like seven to 10 points. Like who gives yeah. a shit? At best. And I agree. <laughs> yeah, at, at be- That's a good week. You got 10 points. Like you, uh, uh, my, my best, my best best ball team last year had, but Kyle, it was Kyle Pitts who was getting like six points a week. Like, uh, you know, it, I would, and I was happy when he got six points. So it doesn't really matter. 
And then you, you don't get a lot of pushback on running back and wide receiver. Maybe like you said, like if you draft like last year, it was week seven this year. Um, it's a little more of week nine. If you drafted all of the guys right from week seven, maybe you get a little pushback, but it's quarterback where everybody pushes back on, on that position. But then when you dig into the micro, you're like, okay, you took two quarterbacks with the same buy. You've already taken two quarterbacks. That was probably in the first, let's call it 12 rounds. The third guy that you're taking is like a punt, right? Because your own, the, it's not like you're drafting him because like you wanted him. Yeah. You're drafting him because like, oh shit, I, I, I took, it's probably an accident. You probably act, accidentally yeah. did it. And you're like, I got to take Kenny Pickett. Yep. I got to take Marcus Mariota. I got to take. Whatever. I saw it in the 17th, 18th round when you're actually looking through your team. Like, how can I correlate this more? And you're taking one of the last quarterbacks in the draft. <laughs> right. And so I went through this exercise yesterday, actually, really quickly, because we were having a conversation in the Discord. And I was like, A, people always say, people say this because it sounds good. It does sound really good in defense of the two QBs on by thing. They're like, well, I can't give away 20 to 25 points. I'm like, well, what fucking third quarterback are you taking? That you <laughs> tell me, please. You you're drafting a quarterback in the 17th round that you know is going to get you to 20 to 25 points. Please tell me who that is. And I'm just going to draft that dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're you're drafting someone whose actual expectation of points is probably like 10 to 15. You're drafting Jared Goff. You're drafting Big Ben last year. You're drafting, yeah. right? Kenny Pickett this year. You're draft. You might be drafting a dude this year. Baker who Mayfield. You don't actually don't even know Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, <laughs> whatever. You're drafting that kind of quarterback. You're you you can't take an average of quarterbacks. You can't look at like okay, what is the average quarterback score? A, it's not twenty. I'll tell you that much. And B, even if it was, you you're not looking at that. You're looking at like the bottom of the barrel quarterbacks for this this third guy yeah. so you're actually replacing 10 or 15 points let's call it, i'm just ballparking 10 or 10 or 15 points and so then the conversation becomes very different i agree 25 points is a big deal guess how many quarterbacks score 25 points in a week not very many guess how many of them I score when they're a 17th or 18th yeah Right. So like how many uh, 17th and 18th round picks are scoring that many none i don't think any did last year that, you know, Herbert did it two years ago. It was Her Herbert yeah. was like the only guy. Herbert, guess and then nobody the year before. Yeah, and nobody was fucking taking Justin <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert. He's undrafted. So like, yeah. um, I think though, like that's a a really micro specific example of the bye week conversation. But I think that's the actual important part that gets missed. Everybody goes back through, and they're like, oh, you lost out on this many potential points or whatever but like when you do the assessment you need to get into the weeds a little bit and think these things through and that's why like we just don't know and i think it's probably a lot smaller amount of points than everybody thinks that it is that you're giving up even at quarterback even at quarterback and so it's one of those things that i'm just not worrying about it's not going to happen that much i'm not drafting that many like i don't know out of 150 i might have seven or eight of these teams and yeah. like why am i worrying about avoiding that when like you said what if i get week you know we're outlining super crazy scenarios week 16 one of my quarterbacks from week nine is the guy and then week 17 the other one is the guy and i don't need baker mayfield on that team i just <laughs> want those two guys and if they're good i'll probably advance and i don't have to worry about it. yep 
No, hundred percent. And that's kind of, I mean, we've been, or at least I have, I've been kind of digging my heels in and like, I can't, I feel like I keep arguing with different people about this. Like they don't fucking matter and I can't stop. Like they just, everybody just is like, this is terrible. This is terrible. And like, it, it took up my whole weekend. So it's me. It's me with Trey Lance. It's me. It's me with Trey Lance. Somebody pops in like somebody that didn't, you know, there's a lot of conversation. Like I said, in the discord, it's awesome. It, it's I'm, I'm going to make this sound really fucking terrible when I say this, but I promise it's awesome. But like, well, like a bunch of people have a conversation on a subject like bye weeks for like two straight days because, but, but it is really helpful. A lot of people provide a lot of really – everybody has different thoughts on these things. And people put their input in. And, like, I'm not saying I change my opinion from what people are, are saying in these conversations. But I, I, it is helpful to hear your take Absolutely. and somebody else's take. Right? I was literally arguing with someone yesterday about this bi-week thing. But hearing the way that they were processing kind of the information is – is really helpful, but you'll always get, you know, the, the internet, uh, just how the internet works. You'll get somebody who wasn't in, around for that. And they'll just come in and they'll just be like, some idiot just took Trey Lance, you know, like 80th <laughs> overall. And I'm like, you motherfucker, like, don't do this. <laughs> don't start this. Don't start this back up. Uh, <laughs> no. And then and another plug to the discord is like, you know, everybody has their own opinions. And, you know, I like, we like to think that there's a lot of smart, sharp people in the discord and, it's not that we're trying to change everybody's mind, but it's at least thinking about something differently that you pick up yeah. on something that you didn't think about before. So, you know, having these conversations just continuously helps. So, you know, Eric's new thing is going to be, you know, bringing up the discord rather than saying like, and subscribe. Cause obviously a hundred percent, hundred percent. I can say that. And uh, it's not that it, it's literally saying the same thing, but different. And uh, yeah. it's not the same thing that every other YouTuber says, but this is true. Rob, I agree. Push this propaganda. Pop quiz. When is Trey Lance bye week? Answer every week. Every week. When you're the backup, that's what happens. You stand on the sideline. Uh, one of my better one of my better tweets actually, uh, and then we'll hop into a draft. Recently was about. <laughs> I'm, so I'm pushing the Trey Lance like fud right. Um, yeah. Trying to keep. Let's keep that ADP in the hundreds for as long as was for as long as I can get it. Uh, and it was like you know we had just had the conversation about Julio again in the yeah. Discord. And it was like, why doesn't Julio sign with the 49ers? Trey Lance needs somebody to stand on the sideline and watch the games with so he doesn't get bored. You know, and that's a, yeah. like all this Trey Lance FUD is just absolutely, absolutely perfect. So um, any uh, any other thing you want to mention on the bye week stuff? No, I, th- I think I've, I've laid it out pretty well. Um, if anybody wants to disagree with me again, um, feel free to hit <laughs> me up on, in the Discord. I will continue to do this for the next uh, – yeah. Was it uh, three, four months? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This is just Trey Lance Bud City. Eric says, uh, also, it's been a little while, but there was a time last year during the season where every uh, person that was commenting on a show was either named Eric, which is obviously ironic because of me, or um, named Paul. It was only, there was like, 14 Pauls and I couldn't keep them straight. But then every person named Eric that plays fantasy football is apparently just like attracted to someone also with their name. And now we have, I I, shout out to this Eric. I will never be able to pronounce that name. Eric G. Thank you. um, Thank you for, for commenting, but also fuck you for uh, commenting negative things. (laughs) about. 
about Trey Lance. Eric says backup quarterbacks in the eighth round. Next, 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 you'll be telling me to draft Nick Foles. Yeah, so that's what that's what uh, uh, that's what I get paid the big bucks to do to tout backup backup quarterbacks in the eighth round. Let's hop into the BBM. We are in three more. Three more. How many? <laughs> how many? Um, not a ton of BBMs. Thirty, I think. <laughs> not not a lot. He says thirty. Yeah. Only only. <laughs> Well, it, I, I can't ever get a real can't ever get a real gauge. That's a quick fill. I can't ever get a real gauge on what is a lot because there's people like, like again, you know, in our community that are like just oh yeah, like I don't know, 50, 60, 70 entries in, and I've actually been, you know, we all love underdog, um, and I love drafters. Um, I, I've been trying to actually focus a little more on DraftKings and drafters. Um, drafters, you know, takes a little bit more time to fill. So when I see something, when like, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go walk the dogs. Let me pull up all the different apps and see if a drafters one is like close to filling. I'll hop in that DraftKings. They fill really that $5 is like a, a crack for degenerates. Uh, everybody is just, you know, smashing that $5 DraftKings tournament. And I've been doing that one a little bit more because I don't know that like when August gets here, I'm going to have a lot of motivation to draft the $5 one when like I'll be staring down the clip at 75 BBMs and like puppies and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know that I'm going to have motivation to do the DraftKings one. So I've been prioritizing that a little bit. No, totally understand that. Uh, I'm see Tony, Tony's Tony's 50 deep already. I saw Spags earlier. Spags at 65. What? Yeah, Spags is at sixty-five. Good for Spags him. is at 50, 65. He got that zero uh, RB. Right, he got 30. that. He got that zero RB bug, and now he's just smashing drafts left and right. That's great. Yeah, this is my thirty-fifth. I'm doing the same thing with you, more focusing on DraftKings. However, I'm doing solely slow drafts. It's oh. been miserable. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it's been absolutely miserable. But like, it helps me to like keep everything going you know i don't feel like i have to continuously hit mm-hmm. bbms i mean we're four weeks into bbm so i'm just like you know we're starting to hit that dead period where everybody's just gonna yeah. be like hitting the lull all right we are on the clock okay i got a take here go for it kelsey um you don't i don't i don't i don't really like <clears throat> the running backs here and when i say i don't really like i mean i fucking hate the running backs here my only Devon- thing would be Devonta. But yeah, I, I'm, and, I'm totally fine with Kelsey. And I would, I'm, I'm personally trying to get over on Kelsey and just like so so on Devontae. I, I know there are people out there that are really like kind of anti Devontae, and I get the stance about, you know, his target share, blah, 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 not with Rodgers. But also, he's still Devontae Adams. He also plays the 49ers in week 17, in which I'll have a lot of 49ers. So I'm not, um, I'm not going to not draft Devontae Adams. Like, yeah, Derek, Derek, Derek Carr has been recruiting him for 10 years. Like, you don't think Derek Carr is going to throw him the ball? Like, I'm pretty sure Derek Carr is going to throw him the ball. So I'm not actively fading him, but Kelsey is probably like my, I don't know, whatever, sixth or seventh overall player after the top two running backs and the top three wide receivers. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. Um, and, I mean, we keep talking about, like, the Chiefs. Like, we brought up the Chiefs in the Discord many, many, many times. Like, yeah. you know, who's going to be that secondary guy? And we all just assume Kelsey's going for 1,410. So, like, right. <laughs> what? 
why is he not going in like the first half? Of the yeah, game? it is weird. Isn't that weird though? Everybody is like, oh shit, we're on the clock. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, we are on the clock. I, I like all of I'll I'll kind of let I I I I took over the first one. I I like Devo. I like Swift. I like Evans. I like all these guys. So I'll let you kind of gear it. You know, it's it's your we're on drafting on your account. So we're gonna play Devo. I do like Evans, but Debo is gonna. I feel like Debo is gonna get steamed once he actually signs his extension. I um, I think so, too. and he'll probably be. Yeah, he'll probably be that two th- or one two turn again, probably thirteenth. Like I don't see like I see him going over C D Lamb um once he actually signs. I think um what do you think about what do you think about this with, with Debo? I've actually been thinking about him quite a bit and I wasn't drafting him super early and I've been drafting him a lot more as he's fallen just a little bit. Like yeah. he used to go like maybe more like in the digs. I know this is really not a big deal. We're really uh, <laughs> uh nitpicking, but like just a few more picks, like where he's not next to Diggs and 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 Kelsey and yeah. and and you know those guys. I've just been like the whole market, like the whole narrative around all these guys is always like, well, Debo can't recreate that. He can't do that again. He can't do that touchdown rate. He can't, you know, do this, that, the other thing. But like he's also just like really good at football. <laughs> and and like some of his actual best games came with Trey Lance. Because Lance can actually throw the ball further than 10 yards down the field. And it's like, what happens if this offense is like what we were kind of praying for it to be with Trey Lance last year? And now you have the best player on that offense in the second round. Like, I I feel like it's one of those where like, oh, I'll do my projection. He doesn't look good with my projection. But like, he's a superstar football player, you know, on an awesome offense. I don't want to have zero. I don't have zero Debo Samuel. No, you, I feel like you just have to mix him in and just put him into different builds, kind of see how it works. Because um, like you yeah. said, he's not going yeah. to project well. But what happens if that offense does take a step forward? And if right. you know, once, once, Lance, once Lance does start, like theoretically they should take a major step forward. They shouldn't can't be. Get, heavy. But it can't be worse. It can't, it can't be worse. Oh. Like from an upside perspective, it can't be worse. They've, they've been playing with nothing but check down quarterbacks that don't look downfield. They had to play Debo at fucking running back because they couldn't like be aggressive on offense. And so like, it can't be worse. Yeah. This is true too. What do you think about, have, have you thought about that? Aaron Jones has uh, gotten steamed over the last week or two or so. He, he Are you has. buying him still at all? Uh, I mean, I, I prefer more of those guys at the two, three turn. Um, I really haven't seen him in this range. Um, so it's, it, I, I haven't been drafting as much as, as other people. So I, I still have to think my way through it. I probably yeah. still will. Um, I'm going Saquon here. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I still have to think my way through it. Um, but you know, I've been trying and I, I have been kind of doing a mini, mini with Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones. Um, so I'll probably continue to do that. So I don't mm-hmm. really mind him in a second. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that makes sense. I I have a little more concern. Um, I think than maybe the market does on Aaron Jones, because he's literally there's no ceiling of a non-committee back. No matter what happens, he's going to be a committee back. Yep. And um, he's a little bit more of the pass catching uh area of the committee back, and that's great for like PPR sites. It's yep. not as great 
for underdog and like I, I don't the market is not really factoring in the fact that Green Bay may like they just lost arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is getting older. They didn't replace Devontae, and there's really nothing they can do anymore to like replace his even remotely replace his production, even whether it's Julio or Will Fuller or whatever. That's not Devontae Adams. And so yeah. I, there, there's a real chance that they're not really a very fantasy-friendly offense, even though Jones has been great. So um, I'm a little bit lower, but also to the same point as you. I'm going to take him with some Justin Jefferson teams. I'm, I'm not going to have zero <laughs> Jones. Yeah, and I think that's definitely an interesting point that I put. Right, hold on, I'm going to have to wait because we're on the clock. Yeah, um... what, 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 do you, what do you like here? He, this is uh, where I actually hate this. Right. Uh, I, I know. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you now. I'm okay. I'm okay with Mahomes. I'm okay with Pittman. I'm okay with any of these wide receivers, honestly. So um, I'm good either way. Mahomes works. Let's just grab Mahomes. This is my first Mahomes share. So yeah, I, I'm not taking a lot of Mahomes. Um, I'm not taking a lot yeah, of Mahomes. So, um, are you? Are you? You said it was your first. You're also kind of. A, this is my fir- literal first share of Mahomes. So. <laughs> I, yeah, this I just, is definitely I don't true. Love the price. Like I, I prefer yeah. Lamar. I prefer Herbert. <laughs> yeah, that that that's my that's a hundred percent my. Uh, oh my fucking god! Sorry, um, Marcus Smart is out for the Celtics, and I have, I have a, oh, a lot of Celtics. Jesus. I have a lot of a lot of Celtics futures. Um, so that's that's no fun. But yeah, Mahomes Mahomes is one of those where like I'm not going to have a lot, but I'm also. When when you're in on an offense, when you're in on a week 17 game, when you're in on literally every chief, I'm drafting every chief, <laughs> I'm drafting every Bronco. And so I don't you also in turn then can't be 100 percent out on Patrick Mahomes. And so yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to make that work, like in my portfolio within my drafts. I haven't figured that out yet for sure. Uh, I think I have one or two. Yep, maybe out of thirty. So, um, in a similar boat. Yeah, he he just goes in such a tough area of like that that. Three he's overpriced. Turn. He's he's yeah. over he's overpriced. I don't even yeah. think it's really debatable. But like you also understand kind of why he goes where he does. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Um, but want to get back to to Aaron Jones. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you had brought up Devante, and like that's something I probably need to think more through. Um, however, you know. They kind of started to use AJ Dillon as that banger role last year, and we still saw Aaron Jones get like he's on that sixty, the sixty side of the sixty forty. Like I yeah. don't see that really changing, just because they like how efficient he is as a runner, and they use him in the passing game. So you know he's almost locked in to get at least fifteen touches a game, and you know he's willing. Oh yeah, he can at any point break a long one. A hundred percent, and he's he's despite the fact he's like. <laughs> My size, he's awesome at the goal line. He's yep. uh, he's he's a really good fucking football player. Aaron Jones is a really good football player. So, um, the part of the problem though is, shout out to uh, Rich Rebar at Lord Reeves on Twitter. He had he had posted a thread about this about like players who derive either like not as much or or way too much of their value from touchdowns. And that has been Aaron Jones on the way too much side of things. Like he's scoring double digit touchdowns every year, but he's not really doing much else. And so my concern then is that he's awesome, 
And like maybe they do sustain that same level of scoring in Green Bay, and maybe he picks up more without Devontae. But when you remove one of the best wide receivers in the NFL from an offense, I have very real concerns about how the offense is going to look after. So, ooh, that worked out well. Juju? <laughs> yeah, that worked out. That worked out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't want Demont. No, but we'll, we'll double step. I, the, the I, I am. Th- this is going to sound blasphemous. I'm going to force myself to take a little bit of David Montgomery yep. because I like the Bears Lions game in Week 17, and I know that I've been stubborn on him for many years, and I'm taking a lot more Khalil Herbert, like a lot more Khalil Herbert. But mm-hmm. if if DeMont is a 100% snap player in week 17 yep. against the Lions. We're going to want him. And so yep. I'm forcing myself to take a little bit. I'm taking him more in full PPR, um, like more on DraftKings, um, just because mm-hmm. he does have that path. Um, but yeah, no, you, you, I feel like you, you can't just uh, fade him completely. Whereas Antonio Gibson, who I have no shares of, I feel like you can Zero. fade 100%. <laughs> What a what a what a sad what a sad state of affairs. Last year, I'm just like smashing Gibson, and like he's one of the poster boys. And now it's like, oh, what do you think about Antonio Gibson in the seventh round? I'm like, no, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, one thing. So one thing I've definitely been thinking about, or and kind of going off that, you said Aaron Jones scores at very high percentage volume touchdowns, right? Like he scores a lot of touchdowns, definitely way over expectation. But the man's been doing this for three years. I'm like, I need to – I've been thinking about it. Like, I can't just completely fade that because there's some right. element that we can't quantify that he keeps doing it. So, um, you know. Yeah, he plays with Aaron fucking Rodgers. He's really good at football. Exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do like um, – I know we're not on the clock yet. I do like ETN here. I, uh, I really love Darnell Mooney. I know that that's right. like a kind of kind of a hot take. But I really like Darnell Mooney, um, Cooks, well. Elijah Moore. I like Cooks. Uh, I'm kind of. We talked a little on. bit. Yeah, right. I'll let again. I'll let you kind of uh, wade through those three, but um, those are all good to me. <clears throat> I don't. I don't have much at the end, so I'm kind of surprised he fell. He got a positive. Yeah, he's fully, uh, fully, he's, re- he's, fully he's, uh, rehabbing well. He's ready for OTAs. Right. Exactly. We're just getting everybody after ADP today. Um, I do see one of the comments. So Hayden Hayden brings up he's late to the party. Um, but this is kind of the point. So it's not just picking a different QB2, right? It's not thinking that through. It's because they have the same bye week, people are locking themselves out of that combo solely because they're afraid that they're going to lose out on 20 points. So – you're in turn differentiating yourself and adding in a u- uniqueness to your actively not like picking a different quarterback, right? So you could pick a different quarterback, but that's going to be re- repetitive many, many times. It's going to be re- very repeatable. It's going to be very common. Everybody's going to have a lot of those different different combinations. Obviously, you're going to get dif- differentiated through your later picks, but you know you're not really adding a leverage on the field. Whereas two two quarterbacks with the same buy you know, isn't going to be very repeatable where, you know, in that week 15, 16, 17 matchup, you know, you're going to be different from your, from your actual league. 
you know you're going to have easy ways to different stacks than anybody else. Both of those teams could go off. You're getting the higher, you know, whoever scores higher, however, however many points. So it's, it's just like a, a way to kind of differentiate yourself without doing anything that's really crazy. And I probably worded that terribly, nope. but nope, I totally agree. <laughs> nope, I totally agree. Um, I think part of part of the what Hayden brought up with taking, you're like, oh, we'll just take a different QB two. It's like what solely because you're terrified of losing those twenty five dollars, right? This is what we're talking about. You're terrified of losing those $25. You won't draft whatever. I don't have the bye weeks memorized. This is this is literally how much I look at them. I, don't, I, I know all the week 17 matchups, but I don't know any of the buys. Real quick. You, you won't draft Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson together. What if you, what if you just, what if, what if they're the best two quarterbacks? I'm not saying that they are, but why, why can't you draft Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford? They both have probably fun week 17 matchups. Josh Allen is the QB one. Matthew Stafford is on one of the best offenses in the NFL, but you're locking yourself out of that combination. What? Like for 15 points for 10 points, you know, it, so you could, you could absolutely draft a different QB two, but now you've set, set yourself up to uh, not have that combination. Um, Ooh, I cannot. So. I cannot take Sky more. Over no, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I would not take Sky more here. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, you know me. I like. I like Miles Sanders. I like. I, I'm, I'm okay with Thielen as well. I like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, we already have Kelsey, so Hawk doesn't make a lot of sense. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna keep my name and go King of the Olds. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. We can't can stick we, to the grid. We can't have the guy that stands all the old injured guys and not take Adam Thielen. <laughs> but I mean, we've talked about this in the past. I mean, Adam Thielen's a seventh, late seventh round pick, and every year everyone's like, "Oh, he's too old. He's gonna he's gonna fall off a cliff." And what does he do? Ten a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Yeah, I know. It makes me sick because I'm drafting Adam Thielen too. <laughs> I just don't talk about it. We so we will differentiate ourselves and get young later in the draft. <laughs> right. And we have some young. I mean, we have no, not really. We're we're going old. We're going old school. Besides Etienne, we're going king of the olds. Uh yeah. The the Etienne price is is great. I, I, I'm I'm buying a ton a ton of him again. Like we talked about, been drafting a smidge more on. There goes is that true? Trey Lance, that's Trey Lance, eighty six. Yep, that's that's great. <laughs> it's uh, a bond for draft. Fucking hell. Uh, and we're back on the clock, sweetie. Uh, like CPAT, like Pollard, wide receiver is bad. Good thing we got bad. at least a few uh, of these guys. Yeah, CPAT oh, Pollard. Pollard's um, interesting. Have, Goddard's interesting, but we have Kelsey. Yeah, don't want to do CPAT or Pollard. What's wide receiver again? I mean, I like Kirk, Kirk or Garrett Wilson or Gage. Um, uh, uh, Kirk, Kirk. Oh no, he's on the same team as uh, Etienne. I was thinking uh, the Houston Jags game, but um, CPAT, CPAT's in um, one of my favorite games of of Week 17, and I think, I think in general, people are like, he's another one of those like Debo esque guys where everybody's like, he can't do that again. 
you know, there he, he's not going to, you know, he's old. He's kind of a gadgety type player. And it's like, who exactly is getting touches on Atlanta? Yeah. On Atlanta. And if they get any better, any better at all, which in theory they should with London and with Brian Edwards. And Auden Tate. Yes. Who I don't think is going to play in three wide receiver sets because they no. just have such, <laughs> it's such a redundant. I, I have a couple of Auden Tate shares, but I, uh, it's such a redundant skill set. Like every, they're they're all this. They drafted a bunch of the same. They're all the goddamn same yep. player is all of them. But yeah, uh, and I, I, I mean, it's good I for Kyle Pitts. It's they're good just for doing Pitts. the rebuild. They're yeah, they're 100%. trying to figure out who fits to because they're in a multi year rebuild. They're trying to see wh- who's going to fill that role in Arthur Smith's offense. They're just grabbing the same guys. See what happens in preseason, and probably half of them will get cut. <laughs> yeah, GAS about Cole Komet, who I'm very much on. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Again, I know, I know, not everybody uh, necessarily agrees with my hyper focus on Week 17, but the Bears, the Bears, I think, are the perfect kind of culmination of team that everybody is like out on. Because I, trust me, the fact that they didn't add like Valus Jones and Byron Pringle were the weapons that they added. Like that's not very fucking good. I agree, like that to have those kind of concerns. However, the market is like. The Bears suck. We're done with them. That's it. But like Cole Komet's going to play every snap. Valus Jones is a uh, has reasonable draft capital and uh, passed the opportunity. Darnell Mooney had one of the highest target shares and like was a legit good fantasy asset last year. Same for David Montgomery. Same for Khalil Herbert when David yep. Montgomery missed. There's a lot of good fantasy assets actually still on this team, but the market doesn't care. And then, like I said, they get the Lions in Week 17, a game that I really want to target. And so um, I'm on commit. I'm on all the bears. Yep. No, I, I'm in on the, I, you know, <laughs> you don't have to buy me back in on fields again. I, I'm in yeah, on fields. God damn it. <laughs> fields and Lance. We're just, I'm just going to do this stupid, stupid shit again. We're going to do it until they don't get I know. contracts. Next We're year. doing it for four years straight. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to next year, like they're fucking awful, but they're still going to be starters and they're going to be even cheaper. We're going to be like, how can you not take 16th round Trey Lance and 17th round Justin Fields? And everybody's going to be like, because they're fucking terrible at football, you idiots. At least at least for Lance, it'll only be his second year. Love the second yeah, year leap, the second year leap. It'll be coffins for Fields, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I wanted Gage there. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm on gauge Kirk. I mean, Kirk still makes sense. I think, um, cause there's Houston backdoor options on the Jags. Um, Lazard's interesting cause they, Lazard, Claypool, Jameson yeah, like still don't really want to do tight end. Jameson's interesting, but I think we can wait on him. Yeah. Let's see, just, see, let's we'll just, see how, yeah. Just grab it and we'll take, we'll see who falls. It, set, it sets us up for, like, if you have that Jags, like, kind of secondary stack, Kirk and um, ETN, it's totally fine. If you get Lawrence, that's great. If yep. you don't, it's also fine to just have ETN and, and Kirk. I think that's one thing that people um, have a tough time with. It's like, yep. I took two Jags. I have to get that stack. And it's like, no, you, you don't. You, yep. you, you don't have to do that. You got majority of the offense without actually having the quarterback. <laughs> yep. Um, and I mean, I was ta- so I, I think in the Discord I was talking to somebody and he's like, you know, you didn't stack your your quarterback, and I was like, 
what are you talking about? Like my, my running back is stacked with my quarterback. He catches passes. That That is a stack. You can stack your quarterback with your tight end. You can stack with your running back. You don't even need your quarterback. You can stack right, running back, tight end. You, you just want parts of that team. Correlate mm-hmm. that team, you know, whether it be a, a skinny stack, you know, like with Adam Thielen and someone on Green Bay. Just circuit, you know, make it so you have to get less things right. doesn't have to yes. necessarily be wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. You know, mix and match. Figure it out. Yeah, the the get less things right is definitely the the biggest part of like all the correlations that everybody like kind of misses. Yeah. It's like I'm actually like we all understand we I, I can put together a correlation matrix as well based on all this data, but like the whole point actually is to get less things right. Not necessarily oh there there went Lazard. <clears throat> um let's see here. Singletary's interesting. Melvin's interesting. We have Kelsey. So Kelsey. Oh, uh, I, I kind of think we should do Melvin. I know Singletary is a, you know, a yep. little higher in ADP. I think he makes the most yep. sense on this team. Yep. That's why I threw. I, I love. I mean, Probably that game. That game. That game is just. I'm going to have so many fucking stacks of that game and secondary correlations of that game because it's so easy to, to get like we have Patrick Mahomes. We have the, all the most expensive chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and Juju. And then it's like, guess what? Whatever Bronco ends up fitting into that. And there's a very clear and obvious path to uh, a Javante could still be playing and Melvin could be a smash in yeah. that game. Javante goes down in week 17 and you just have Melvin as a workhorse in that, yeah. at that pick as like your bring back to that stack. It's like, there's just so many ways that it can, it can work with Tim Patrick. It can work with Albert O it can yep. work with obviously Javante, whatever it, it, that game is, is so easy. Yeah. It, especially with how like ambiguous uh, the draft prices are for chiefs players. Like I've Both. been trying to Broncos find- too. Yeah. Broncos too. And uh, we'll see how that goes, you know, coming in the preseason once they actually start the yeah. highlight videos. But, you know, it's so easy to even just get a like just get a skinny stack. You can find one on each team and just be like, all right, we, ha- we have my piece. Hopefully this is the piece that wins week 17. Right, right, <laughs> right. I stack another game and uh, it's yeah. MVS and Cortland Sutton and they both catch two yeah. long touchdowns. You know, like it's so easy to see that scenario play out. And like you said, you can mix and match every combination of those players. That's I, I just love that. Yeah. Love that game for, for it, obviously I'm really excited about that game anyway, but the, the element of being able to mix and match through all those, like I, I can't mix and match through Bengals bills. You yeah. tell me how to mix and match the Bengals. Bills. They're all, they all go in the first five rounds. So like, I can't mix and match through them, but, but, a game that I actually probably like more, at least as much, probably more, Chiefs Broncos. I can just have every permutation of that, no matter yep. the structure, no matter the the team I'm building. Yep. Yeah, it's just so easy to fit in. Um, it's funny you say that because someone got mad at me. They took both Chase and Higgins in the first two rounds, and then at the fi- I had the twelve, so at the five six pick, I took I had Mixon, so I took Burrow just because he was falling and kind of wanted to see how it worked out. And he's like what the hell, man? I'm like, like, sorry. <laughs> like <laughs> you already invested the capital. You already have majority of the team, but 
it's not going to work that way perfectly for you. There's three, there's three, three guys that go early that literally could get paired with Burrow at any given point. Right. Okay. So one quarterback, four running back, four wide receiver. Definitely like, yeah, definitely like Fields. Definitely like Kenny G. This is the this is the ugly and tier. Starting, I mean, starting to. Uh, hold on, I'm literally about to sneeze. I said on Friday my allergy. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to uh, uh, zero RB teams. That's what I discovered on Friday. I'm uh, my allergies have been going crazy for like two weeks, but um, I like the Kenny G thing because. We obviously need another stack. We have Saquon. Yep. Um, and so, again, even if we don't get into that that game stack, it's totally fine to have both of those guys. But it, um, just as you're drafting, starting to set up those future opportunities is, uh, is important. Yeah, and, and it's definitely a lot easier when you're not streaming because then you can put everybody in your yeah, team and I know. react to it. Yeah. Um, one thing, and, and I know you don't care about Week 16. Um, Giants play uh, Vikings, so <laughs> oh, nice. Now, I, now I can tell people in the Discord that I care about Week 16. <laughs> On stream, I drafted, I drafted the secondary, the uh, the correlation with Week 16, and I didn't even know it. I don't, I don't fucking know who anybody plays in Week 16. Yeah, I can, I can like read the Week 17 schedule off, but. Week sixteen, I, I literally don't. I don't. That, that's what I, I think. I, I do think I'll, I know the. I do think I know the Chiefs because um, the schedule is just so cushy uh, that it's uh, it just like it jumps off the screen at you that they play such god fucking awful. It's either god awful teams or and then the Broncos who are not, obviously not god awful, but like it's going to be like the highest total game of the week. They they might average fifty points a game in in the playoffs. I, it's crazy. <laughs> Houston, Seattle, Denver. <laughs> the only hard part would be Denver with the defense. Like, but and it, is it in De- no? It's not. No, it's, it's in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. Which I mean, it's going to be the beginning of January in Kansas City. It's not like that's going to be a like a yeah. fun environment. But uh, yeah, I I don't know how to not be excited about the Chiefs. And like I said, the ambiguity creates a lot of potential value. I have no idea who it's going to be, but we're, gra- we're um, grabbing fields, right? Oh yes, sir. <laughs> I really yeah. hoped that they had the same bye week just so that we could yeah, go off. I know. I know. <laughs> I almost, I considered like leading off the entire show with like the cold open, like we're going to draft two quarterbacks with the same buy and we're not going to take a third one. We're gonna we're gonna force it. I don't give a shit. That was like Friday. <clears throat> the the show was like, I'm drafting a zero RB team. Yep. You guys are not stopping me. I don't care what's gonna happen. And every, every idiot in that draft like handed me the team I wanted. It's probably <laughs> it's probably like the best team I've drafted in BBM <laughs> or one of like one of my favorite teams I've drafted in BBM. But I mean, everybody's out to make their own teams. But it was just funny. So, but like that was stuck in my brain. Like, well, if you show up here and I tell everyone yep. that we're gonna draft the quarterbacks with the same bye weeks, maybe they'll just give us, you know, like the two that we want. Yep. Yeah. I was in that draft. I also went zero RB in and waited way too long at running back. So that was my problem. (laughs) That's definitely the hardest part because there's a a tier from, I think in that draft, I took AJ Dillon. I I actually think he's like almost the start of a tier. Yeah. Kind of like AJ Dillon is Kareem Hunt of last year. That yep. like sixth round, you know, uh, 
committee back with clear, like crazy upside to the 10th round or something like that, give or take. There's like a tier right there where it's like, man, if you drive, if you start at zero RB, there's a bunch of dudes right there that like I really want, right? Dylan yep. Pollard. We drafted Melvin Gordon. Yep. I drafted CEH on that team, all that kind of stuff. There's all those guys. Miles Sanders. And if you miss, if it doesn't work, you're like, fuck. Now I'm drafting like, you know, like, and like I like Rashad White and Isaiah Spiller yep. and stuff like that. But like it's a very different value proposition <laughs> for yep. those guys than it is for that tier. Yeah, it's just it, it's a lot. You have to kind of project more. Uh, you know, you know, you Way like more. To, when you when you have a zero RB, you like to have at least one guy that you're like, all right, I can count on him at least going forward. He has contingent value, whatnot. Once you get like past that, I would say right after right after Melvin is kind of where, or probably Ramondre. Right after Ramondre, is yeah, like, you have no idea if these guys they could be in roles, but and they have huge contingent values. But like, when are they actually going to start playing? Like it's a huge rookie tier. Um, uh, yeah, it gets, it gets ugly pretty quick. Right. It is like we, we can joke about uh, not caring about the regular season and all that kind of stuff. But like you do need a, some points from, from your running backs for, for a little while. Right. That's why like James Conner was such a smash yep. last year. It was like he scored a boatload of touch. He wasn't really doing shit other than scoring goal line touchdowns for the first two months. But like he was getting you 10 points every week plus. Because of those those touchdowns and getting so like that's why those guys go where they go because they have a role regardless. Like Rashad White's not gonna even like get on the field, you know. It, it, it like I, and I I like those guys, right? Alexander yeah. Madison, shout out to him, but like he's not gonna do anything if Dalvin's healthy versus AJ Dillon and James Conner and those guys are gonna, um, you know, potentially provide a ton of usable weeks even if the other guy is healthy. Yeah. Well, we're on the clock. Um, one thing I was going to say about Madison, we have no idea what his role is going to be. Yeah, I love that. that I love that part of it. Uh, DJ Chark sets up the uh, the stack with Chicago. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Why are they letting another, us do this? Another one that rolls right into it. That's perfect. Commit to. It's, it's definitely Chark. It's definitely Chark, though. That we're probably – What do you what do you think about these running backs? Would you say potentially one in, like, the 17th, 18th, or would you be done with these four? Um, I would be more than likely probably taking a fifth at some point, but also using that as um, that little correlation lever yep. down the stretch that like, I'm not forcing it. If things play, if things play out in a way that the wide receiver just always makes more sense in those other rounds, I will, I will go that route. But um, I also want to have those running backs in my back pocket. Like um, I can't think of any off the top of off the top of my head that fit our, our team. I don't. I don't know. We end up with a game stack of the Bears, and it's like Jamal Williams makes more sense than a yeah. a wide receiver type of thing. Just uh, off the top. Uh, of my head. Rex, Rex Burkhead, Marlon Mack. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nixon's Jaguars. Yep. Hundred percent. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, kind of doing the same thing. Um, tip like, and I, I've alluded to this. Like, I don't try to get myself like stuck in a specific strategy. Like, I'm, oh, I took four running backs here, but it's incorporating how they fit into the structures rather than thinking like, oh, I'm going zero RB. I can't take a running back until X round. Like, you just need to see how everybody correlates and, and works yeah. together. 
<laughs> I feel like people kind of get tied into like I'm I'm building a robust team. I I can I need to stop here or I need to build I need four running backs and they do that like ahead of time. Um, I know last week Rob was like, we have the 12. Like, what are you looking to do? Like, I'm usually trying to do or zero RB build. I'm like, you know, it really just depends. You, you never know how you want to build a specific team, but you need to see how each individual player correlates and, and works well together. Totally agree. Couldn't put, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> That's exactly what I would say. You just, just the, uh, again, the running backs are the best guys. Uh, uh, Alec Pierce makes a lot of sense on this team. With Saquon and Kenny G, um, I know you're going to yeah. tout Odell. Uh, not here, not here. I I don't love our wide receiver group to be like we should get Odell. Yeah, I think Pierce makes the most sense here. On this Pierce team. does make the most sense. He should be he should be on the field. God <laughs> damn, man, dude the 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 fact that Alec Pierce is now a mid fourteenth round pick and like. <laughs> That that's just crazy to me. We were, you know, pre pre NFL draft. Nobody gave a shit about Alec Pierce. He he was undrafted. You could have taken him whenever you wanted. And yep. in the first, even the first few days, the first week of Best Ball Mania, you could have taken Alec. Definitely the first day or two, you could take him in the 18th round. Yep. In the first week, you could have taken him at least the 16th, 17th, 18th. And yep. now it's like Alec Pierce is a 14th round pick. And I, I mean, I like Alec Pierce, but uh, it's, it's very triggering because he's one of my guys. He's one of the guys I, uh, I'm high on, like from a put my hand in the dirt perspective. And now yep. it's like, Jesus Christ, he goes, he goes <laughs> over who? who we're taking Alec Pierce. Like Alec Pierce yep. is like going to be the new Visca. Yep. Well, not that far, but <laughs> close. Just um, just, yeah, it's May. It's still That's May. True. That's not what? true. It, it's so I, I was thinking about this right before we were streaming. Like this is this is the twenty second or what is it? This is the four, fourth draft, so that means uh, it's been open for twenty one days. So let me just um, how how much have we filled in three weeks? Sorry for oh, everybody that's watching. More than uh, uh, Rudman tweeted, uh, we filled more entrants than the original <laughs> Best Ball Mania tournament was. We are eight percent full in three weeks with thirty, almost thirty-eight thousand entries. Almost That's forty thousand people. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, May twenty-third. It's, it's crazy to see how much ADP has already shifted. Because you know, I was going to be one person to be like, Keontae Ingram is my guy. I'm, I'm going to Darrington Evans him, and like, you yep. can't even get him in the eighteenth round anymore. I know. <laughs> I was literally just going to like. Put him on every team just in case or when James Conner gets hurt, and it's going to be fine. Um, and yeah, Casey brings up a good point. Like you want Julio to sign an indie now just so Alec Pierce comes down. Yeah, that's true because Julio is only going to play like six games, and so I'm just going to get my Alec Pierce then for the rest for uh, those those other uh, twelve games or eleven games. But the ADP thing is nuts, dude. But that's also why. I actually think it's a really important thing to bring up. I'm glad you brought it up. People talk about like, oh, I can't take a stand or whatever. Like, I just want to, you know, I don't want to take that guy in every draft. Yep. And it's like, yeah, but like if you take Keontae Ingram in the 18th round in every draft and he becomes, this is what happened to Darrington last year, and he becomes a 15th round pick. It's like, well, I'm not fucking taking him in the 15th round anymore. Yep. You know, you can't ever take more of a player. You can always stop drafting them. Mm -hmm. 
right? And so if they rise, you're going to be happy. Ooh. Um, Hamler makes sense as another piece. Not Marvin. Not Marvin. Uh, Mechie. Mechie makes sense oh, on this he, team. He, yeah, I, that, he's one of my highest owned guys. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know I, you, you never have it. to sell me on Mechie. I think that's – I don't I, see anything else that fits yeah. this team. Jamal, yeah. again, I, I talked about Jamal, but I'm not for – I'm not for – it would be – I would prefer Mechie or Hamler to him. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just going to take a peek to see what what else is here. Just to kind of get an idea of who I might want moving forward. Okay. Um, did, we yeah, take you, Moon, did we take Mooney? Do we have Mooney? Or do we have uh, Naked Fields? We, I thought we took Mooney. Nope, I took... No, we took uh, Etienne. It's, okay, so... Um, Phelous or uh, Pringle are guys to keep in mind here. Down yep. the stretch. Okay. Got it. Um, but yeah, as you were saying, like you can always take less of a guy. Um, you know, might as well if you love a price and you think like <laughs> this guy is a potential smash where he's going and the industry doesn't carry on, um, you might as well just take him, right? Especially when who knows what's gonna happen. Um, you know, Ingram the first If you're day, wrong, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Like I, I have fifty percent Gabe Davis in in BBM right now. Guess what? They, it was. It was like the first fifteen fucking teams I drafted. Yep. I took Gabe Davis because I'm like he's not a seventh round pick. This is egregious. Yep. I think he's gonna rise. If I was wrong about that bet, so be it. It's fine. Like you're not dead. My best team, obviously the best team that is like public was with Pete. But the best team I draft, no shit. The team that my on my own account made it furthest in BBM was the very first team I drafted of yep. the entire year. It's not like it was a Rams like stack, Stafford, Cup, Higby, and I took JT like sixth overall. You look back and you're like, JT was like a mid to late second round pick by the time it was all said and done. Yeah, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because I got all the right guys together. And th- their ADP is not going to shift that much that it matters. Ooh. This is ugly. This is the 16th. This is the 16th round. We still need a tight end, but I'm not taking any of these guys. No, don't. Uh, Kendrick Bourne's, I guess, somewhat interesting. Kendrick Bourne. Interesting. Yeah. If you want Samuel's fine, I'm fine with Samuel. I was uh, I was gonna say I, I don't have any strong takes here. If you wanted to um, correlate the the like secondary Houston guys, we took Mechie, obviously. Like if they trade Brandon Cooks, yep, you can take Nico, and we have that kind of Jacksonville thing, and you, maybe you have the top two wide receivers from Houston. I know we're that's like super gal brain, but like when you get to the, this point in the draft, I'll think about those those kinds of things. But um, I also think. Sometimes just like take the fucking best player. Yeah. Like, you know, I love to, to galbrain all of it, but um, sometimes it's like if Curtis Samuel is your best player available, just, just take Curtis Samuel. Yeah. And I mean, and we were all on, what was he, a seventh round pick last year? That <laughs> is crazy. In the 16th round. That is, it's a better it quarterback is, than last year. It is, 
it is really crazy. And I, I'm a fan of Curtis Samuel as a player. And I was probably in, a, I was probably one of those. We, <laughs> we just talked about the, uh, the guys that, uh, Oh, if you draft them and they, you know, their, their ADP doesn't go up, who gives a shit? I'm pretty sure Curtis Samuel is one of those guys for me. Like they signed him. I was in on Washington. Obviously I was talking about Gibson, yep. uh, Terry, whatever. Like I was in on all these guys. And so I was drafting Samuel, like you said, in like the eighth round or something. And then the, the the end of the summer, and he's like an eleventh round pick. You're like, sweet, sweet uh, June draft you did there, dude. With eighth round Curtis Samuel. Uh, it's crazy, but I mean that's you know you 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 have to kind of make, pick and choose. Like you know sometimes it fits for specific builds, and some you're not always going to be right. But you're hoping you find fucking lightning in a bottle. Yep. <laughs> so. And, and I do think it, like if, if you're like around in our community and all that kind of stuff, I do actually really think you can identify the guys that are going to rise a lot quicker. Like last year, I wasn't quite as good at it. I just mentioned like JT and Samuel and stuff. But um, uh, I was also on like I was on Cup and Debo and all those guys who rose too. this year. Almost no one that I've taken a stand on as they, they've all pretty much gone up so let's see here damn daniel jones is still around what the fuck oh that sucks that's crazy um what's the chicago what's the valus and pringle situation look like let's They're just take valus or at least put him in the queue why is my i prefer valus so just take just take, just take him and then let let's figure out the 18th round pick we could. I'm. I'm completely fine doing a one tight end build here. That, that, that that's interesting. I I'm, I'm open to that too. I. Uh, what does what does tight end look like? Is there anybody? Uh, um, it's Thomas Hooper. I mean, they're they're all right. Thomas. Um, I mean, I don't really like Thomas, but we do have Curtis Samuel, so we made a little small bet on on Washington that would make some sense. Uh, now now look, you're turning me into a week fifteen bro. They play the Giants. <laughs> They do play the Giants. <laughs> they also play San Francisco week 16. Yeah. I'm not a week 15, bro. I'm a week 16, bro. They okay. also play okay. San Francisco. And we Look at this. This is the playoff schedule gods just raining down on us. <laughs> so we'll see um, what happens there. Um, yeah, there's another no. guy that I'm interested in um, that uh, I'm going to throw out once we get closer just because yep. uh, um, to see what, see what your thoughts are. Is this the latest you've seen Daniel Jones go? Davis Mills going before and Carson Wentz going. I'm before sure, Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, I have not seen Daniel Jones go undrafted. That's crazy. Good because for whoever. Typically, I'm the one drafting him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, he's gone in all my drafts before this because I'm the one that took him in the 15th round or whatever. Yeah. Good for whoever gets him. Danny Gray, my guy, goes in the 18th round. Paris Campbell. Devin Duvernay. Not, I'm not on board with the Devin Duvernay uh, hype. I prefer Tylen Wallace. Tylen, why would you not draft a guy that has actual upside? Oh, he, and he, was, he was a fourth round pick last year. Like, yeah, why are you just like a, Yeah, good. He it. was good in college, and he just yes. didn't get on the field. Well, he blew out his knee. Yeah, and and then he blew out his knee. He would have been. Uh, uh, he is a far superior prospect to uh, Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay is a specialist. Um, yeah, so exactly. the guy I was thinking about is uh, Romeo Dubs. Oh yeah, I'm in for that. 
Um, More rather, than Pringle, yeah. We don't need it. We don't. We don't need another bear. Yeah. We got our stack here. Let's not go overboard. We don't need Pringle and Valus Jones. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I, I just I had left them in the queue. I, 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 I I'm in on Logan Thomas this year. Um, although he is he's a king of the old. So, um, you know, the I think he'll be fine. But he is what 30, 31, If I'm not mistaken. What? Oh my God! My. My this this is why uh, you set position limits so that if you do miss picks, um, they work properly. However, you got to make sure that they actually get selected. Okay, Silas is gone. He just fucked this whole draft up on the last pick. Got a third quarterback, but I mean, I guess at least we got Daniel Jones. I was gonna say at least it's Daniel Jones, and he is stacked with Saquon. I know. I know, it could be, and Kenny G, and uh, we have the Alan Pierce bring, bring back. It could be worse, I guess. I, three, I, four, three. How many three, four, ten, one teams are in Best Ball Mania? That's you talk about unique. Oh that's, my goodness, that's great. That's really funny. Yeah, um, so I yeah, mean, you gotta, you gotta jam, <laughs> you gotta jam, you gotta jam uh, Daniel Jones onto your Patrick Mahomes teams when you already drafted Justin Fields too. This is that's this is a... exactly why I wish Justin Fields had the same <laughs> bye week as Mahomes because then it could have been the bit equity of us <laughs> accidentally <laughs> drafting <laughs> a third QB above five. If it would have happened accidentally, the bit would have been really good. Like oh. these dumb motherfuckers are sitting here saying that they can win without a, you know, without a score in week nine or whatever. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the underdog software just drafted a third quarterback for them because they're so stupid. Oh, my God. Rob is a little worried about our tight ends. This is a new <laughs> one. Listen, I've, I've heard a lot of people worried about my teams for multiple years now. I've not heard people worried about my tight ends when I draft Travis Kelsey. <laughs> That's an that's new. Yeah, um, then Eric with a C, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Dubes." <laughs> he took Dubes. He took Dubes after we after we screwed it up. I did see that. Um, for the podcast listeners, uh, Mahomes, Fields, Auto Draft, Daniel Jones, uh, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, Cordero Patterson, Melvin Gordon, Debo Samuel, Juju, Adam Thielen, Christian Kirk, Kenny Galladay. DJ Chark, Alec Pierce, D- John Mechie, Curtis Samuel, Vilas Jones, and Travis Kelsey. I like it. I mean, it, it definitely has like it, it. It seems very boom bust. If I'm not yeah. like mistaken. Um, What's the running back? Say the running back. Go to the, yeah. So Saquon, Saquon Etienne, CPAT, and see. Yeah. I, I like. I mean, we talked a little bit about the four or five thing, and I think that that ultimately doesn't matter. You talked about why why you also think it doesn't matter. We agree on that. But I do like embracing the fragility when, like, obviously we we were we were we were not going to take a third quarterback. But like, even still, it's like embracing it in a way that you see with the archetypes here. It's like these guys are going to score points week one, right? And Saquon, we're betting on. We've already made a big bet. Saquon is going to be a stud. Yep. But like if ETN is a stud and CPAT is just CPAT, for, CPAT doesn't have to be a stud. Just be last year's CPAT. Yep. And Melvin, honestly, just be last year's Melvin. It's like you don't need that fucking fifth guy. Yep. You know? And so it's like 
balancing that, like I said, I'm not opposed to taking a fifth running back on this team. I'm actually, if it was by myself, I might have taken. I wouldn't have taken. Wouldn't have taken Daniel Jones. So I, I might have taken a fifth a fifth running back. But like, I like mixing in in your 150 or however many you're going to do. Like this kind of this kind of fragility, right? People talk about hyper fragile, and they do it with four running backs in the first four rounds. Like this, like this is probably how you win with hyper fragile. It's like if ETN is a smash and Saquon is a smash and CPAT and Melvin are at least at a minimum, just good enough. That is what I want from a hyper fragile team. I don't want, I don't want to, cause, cause we have Depot and we have Travis Kelsey. We have Patrick Mahomes. That is an edge on a hyper fragile team, a hyper fragile team with, you know, all four early running backs is not really that big of an edge. And, and I mean, even when you go with four early running backs, like you're only playing three of them at most. Like we, based on our build, theoretically only need one other guy other than Saquon, yeah. right? Two one guy other than Saquon each week. It's a Saquon bet. That That's the thing. This is a Saquon bet. If Saquon sucks, the team is dead. Yep. And so be it. And, you know, you're just rotate. You're rotating those scores. They don't all have to go off in the same week. Playoff weeks different story but you know you want to rotate everything in so act like you're right Cordell Patterson's gonna repeat last year Melvin Gordon gonna repeat last year either or Javante is gonna get hurt and Melvin Gordon's right. the feature back at the end they're actually gonna use him as like the showcase of the offense because they really don't have anybody else like allow you to think your way through that and you know don't don't think of the negative outcomes of, you know, what, what's my 30% outcome? What's my 40% outcome? Think about your, you know, 80, 90, 100%, you know, uh, ceiling outcomes to actually compile and actually reach that, you know, your, your, uh, the goal at the end of the tunnel, you want to win first place, build it so that you actually have a chance to win first place. hundred percent. And I love um, to wrap up. Travis Etienne is a great archetype, I think. of and The archetype stuff matters. And th- those combinations of running backs were a totally fine combination. And Travis Etienne is a great fit into embracing fragility o- or or zero running back. He-, he-, he fits. He's a great pick because he fits every single possible structure, really, that you could that you could create because. Like I, I always I, like how I kind of outline it, is it like. His ceiling is he's Jacksonville's Alvin Kamara, yep. right? They become a good, they be, literally Siri, Siri just heard me and she's reading me Alvin Kamara's <laughs> Alvin Kamara has 373 catches for 3,263 yards. That was, that was hurting my ears. Siri was reading me Alvin Kamara's stat line, <laughs> but, but he, that's, that's like, the goal, right, is Jacksonville becomes a good offense, and he is the Alvin Kamara of their offense. Like that is a that is the greatest pick of the year. <laughs> it's like that's like we all wanted to draft sixth round Travis Etienne if yeah. that happened. And so, what if that happens? You Saquon is say is a smash, and Travis Etienne is Alvin Kamara of the Jaguars. It's like now draft that team that you like when that when that happens and so yeah. i love i love that team even with daniel jones i'm cool i'm cool i'm cool, I'm cool. cool. Wait, listen patrick mahomes is just getting us he's an advance rate guy 
we're going to get to week 17 <laughs> and Daniel Jones is going to just drop bombs all over the place on the Colts and Alec Pierce after Julio signs and Julio gets hurt is going to, uh, you know, catch two touchdowns on the bring back. Um, that'll about wrap us up though. I got a, I got a blues game to go watch. Uh, blues and Celtics. I'm a, I'm heavily invested in the Celtics and Marcus smart is not playing. And I'm very triggered, very triggered. And, um, and I'm a diehard blues fan. So Silas, uh, anything else you got? I know I'm, I'm posting your latest article, which I'm very excited about tomorrow, breaking down kind of reverse engineering. Like if you were to figure out a way to draft the best team last year, um, you did a lot of heavy, heavy research into figuring out how to how to draft that team last year and that's going up tomorrow yeah yeah no that that's cool and it kind of goes to show that some picks can literally go out the door um so one thing that i definitely i love that (laughs) you don't have to be right on everything um so it 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 will definitely be uh interesting for people to read uh definitely put a lot of work into it so um take take a peek on that on spike week tomorrow um other than that um that's all i got you know follow me on twitter disagree with me in the discord yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Join the Discord and Rob. Um, don't listen to him when he's in the comments, but do join. He hosts the Tuesday night show, the football show here on Spike Week at 6 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be back on Wednesday with another episode of Best Ball Bros. Thank you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Had a really fun draft. Don't hate on our auto draft. <laughs> Actually, do you can you can tag Silas. You can tag Silas on that one. And we'll see you guys next week. Awesome.